Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Is about to bring you part two of a conversation that began last week with Academy Award-winning actor George Chikiris. George Chikiris, the actor known around the world as Bernardo, the leader of the Sharks, in the iconic 1961 screen adaptation of West Side Story. George began his showbiz career as a dancer in such musicals as Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, White Christmas, and There's No Business Like Show Business after appearing in the London stage production of West Side Story, where he played Riff, the leader of the Jets, for two years on the London stage. George was personally selected by Jerome Robbins to play Bernardo in the movie version of West Side Story, and that, of course, is the role for which George won both the Oscar and the Golden Globe Award in 1961 for Best Supporting Actor. While George is notoriously shy off-camera, and off stage, he does open up a little bit about his life in and out of the spotlight in a new memoir called My West Side Story that also reveals for the very first time the inside story of how West Side Story began as a conversation between Jerome Robbins, Arthur Lawrence, and Leonard Bernstein in Robbins' Manhattan apartment in 1949 and overcame many obstacles before becoming the cinematic and theatrical landmark that continues to dazzle audiences more than 70 years years later. My West Side Story is available in hardcover and as an ebook through Lions Press as well as Amazon.com wherever books are sold online. George will tell us a few more stories about the making of West Side Story later on in the conversation. We'll also talk about some of his other movie stage and TV roles throughout his career. But first, as we pick up the conversation, I have to ask you because we've talked a, a few times about your background as a dancer. You you're still in good shape. You look like you could probably still perform, you know, uh, the pirouette as, like you did as Bernardo. How do you, what do you do to stay in shape, George? Well, I'll say what, you know, dancers, and when you have that kind of exercise in, as your background, it's something you almost do. I don't do it on a daily basis the way I used to, but exercise is important to me. I don't feel good if I don't exercise. So uh, this past year, nobody could go to a gym, but mm-hmm. gym started opening as of today, so I'm going to resume all of that. But my point is, dancers, because they are so strict and so disciplined about uh, taking class and all that, they, they remain in pretty good shape most of their lives, most of them. And also, dancers, because they uh, are disciplined, they almost always have a really great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. They, there's just something really wonderful about the dancing dancers and their, and their spirit. And almost every dancer I've ever known dancers always look younger and better than a lot of people because of uh, of their background you know so i i guess maybe and also i uh, my uh, the longevity and my family my mother was 104 her father was uh, 107 and so on so so I, I and also one of the main things is if you stay relatively slim mm-hmm. it feels better and something and it looks better in clothing it's just a better way to be you well know? if i'm fortunate enough to make it to 86 i hope i look one third as good as you do uh let's see i want to go back to west side story a little bit earlier i mentioned i watched it for the first time and it was fun to see so many other 
familiar faces in that movie that I was not aware of. Like, for example, we're, you know, we're talking about dancing a little while ago. John Astin is sort of like the principal in, in the middle of the, of the dance sequence. He's trying to break you guys up uh, when you guys look like you're going to rumble on the dance floor. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I remember when, when he came on into the set to do that thing, how everybody was so taken and so with what he was doing. He was so wonderful in that role, and he was funny. We just loved watching him. He was, he was fantastic. And Simon Oakland, Simon Oakland's one of the few characters who doesn't sing. In, in, oh my! In, <laughs> Simon Oakland, no matter what movie you saw him in, was oh, he's another one. Yes, um, he, he was just phenomenal, and he he did so many movies, and he was always really solid and, and truthful and honest and kind of spectacular, just beautiful. And I had I had this is going to sound terrible, but I had never seen Simon that slim before, and I I almost didn't recognize him, but it it, it took a couple of minutes, and then. That voice I recognize. That voice is unmistakable. But he was great. I mean, all of you were great in that movie. Yeah, well, we had a great time. It's, it's, it's great material. Everybody associated with it really loved it because everything on the page was so, it was all so beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. Uh, and everybody always loved working on that material. Calendar year 2021 is the 60th anniversary of the release of the screen adaptation of West Side Story. George Shakira shares many, many stories uh, about the making of West Side Story, including how it was originally called East Side Story in his memoir, My West Side Story, which is now available from Lions Press. You can also find My West Side Story by George Shakira at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. For more on George George Shakira's Dot com. We talked a little bit about earlier about uh, the importance of paying attention to your instincts and following the yeah. path that you felt was right. You've always, you've always, just looking at your body of work, you, you seem to have been a very pragmatic actor in that. Well, maybe. I, I hope so. <laughs> well, I was, um, was going to say in that, in, in the early 60s when you won the Oscar, the mentality in motion pictures was once you quote unquote make it, in motion pictures, that's the path you take. You don't go back to the stage. You don't go back to television. You didn't adhere to that. You adhered. You look for the best roles for you, whatever the form was. Well, as, as much as the, that you could make that happen, uh, I think good material is what everybody searches for. It's, it's not always some material is better than others. But one of the great things, you know, after West Side Story, it took a while but I eventually did go back uh, to some theater work, and it was, it was I love working in the theater, but everything ultimately depends on the material. Mm-hmm. But usually, when you go back to the theater, it's, it's a tested piece, and so you know the theater is good. For example, I did a play called The Corners Green. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful play by Emlyn Williams. It was a movie with Betty Davis and so on, but, and that was my first uh, theater experience after West Side, but it was so wonderful to be in the theater, and, and we, especially with that particular a piece of theater. The writing was so beautiful. But, but, but theater is, again, everything that's film and theater ultimately depends on the, the material. Both experiences are, are wonderful, but there's, there's something extra special in a way of being in the theater because you're, you're, the audience is with you. You're all in the same space, and you're kind of sharing that experience in the course of an evening. And when you're on stage, the audience it's always letting you know how you're doing. You know, you can feel their reception.
perception if it's good or not good or if they're paying attention. So it's, a, it's an exciting exchange between the actors on the stage and the people in the audience. It, it's, it's really wonderful. You also talk, there's at least one chapter devoted to the time you shared the stage with the incomparable Elaine Stritch in company. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to do, thank God I got to do the National Company of Company in, in a, a beautiful Stephen Sondheim show, uh, produced and directed by Hal Prince. And Elaine had been, in the, in the, had been doing it in New York. Um, and so she was doing the National Company. I, I got to meet and work with Elaine Stritch. I spent almost a whole year with her, and I loved every second of the best thing about doing company was almost not not the show just being spending spending time with elaine mm-hmm. she was an extraordinary person she was just so witty so funny so honest and so real uh and uh, i just you know as they say authentic she was all of that mm-hmm. and, and uh, i just i'm just crazy about her and i i would imagine spending as much time as you did off stage um, that enhanced your performance on stage. Well, it did because you know it, it, you can't be around Elaine and not start to learn <laughs> her, her her background. I mean, she's theater. I mean, she's much. I mean, she's film as well. She's everything. Mm-hmm. But but she's unique. Yes, there's just only one unique Elaine, and so her experience was something to learn something from. Even if you were trying to, you you couldn't help but be influenced by, by her as a person and, and as an actress, you know? Elaine Stritch is one of the many characters that come to life in George Shakiris' memoir, My West Side Story, now available at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. George Shakiris is among the many celebrities who are scheduled to appear at the inaugural Celebrity Authors Forum at the Hollywood Museum on Saturday, December 11th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information, the HollywoodMuseum.com. We have two people in common, two other people in common besides Harlan Bold, George. Okay. One is Walter Grauman, who directed you in 633 Squadron. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. I, I got to know Walter a little bit uh, the last 20 years of his life. Oh, my gosh. I, I talked to him for, many, for, for various projects. He was a great storyteller. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things, one of my few possessions is it, it's a poster from that movie signed by Cliff Robertson and by Walter. I mean, just the fact that I have that poster signed by him is is it's a treasure, you know. And he was great. He was he was really wonderful. Yes, he was. He was, um, as I recall, he was uh, he was small in stature, but he did not take guff from anybody. He was uh, he was a great he was a great person to work with on the set. He, he was, yeah, he was. And Cliff Robertson was great, too, by the way. A, a really honest, I mean, not, not an ego in sight with him. He was just so solid and so wonderful and so nice. It sounds so terrible to keep saying people are people nice, well, but, but he really was. Well, look, again, as, as a fan of movies and a fan of that era, you like hearing stories that m- most people are down-to-earth off, yeah, that's off right. They are absolutely. Yeah. yeah. An- another person who's very down to earth, and this—I mean, I, I don't know her as well as I got to know Walter, but I spent an hour talking to Shirley Jones on this program. Oh, f- okay. <laughs> Shirley Jones. 
prematurely. Uh, I mentioned uh, Ruth Aarons, the, the, the manager who broke my capital contract. But, and and I, there's so many wonderful things about, about Ruth. But Ruth also represented Shirley Jones. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, that's how I got uh, work with knew Shirley and got to know her. I knew the kids of her sons when they were really young mm-hmm. and spent time with her and Jack Cassidy going over to her house for dinner. We, we had some, some really, really nice times together. I, haven't, I don't get to see Shirley very often, but uh, I, I really love Shirley because she's solid and down to earth and, and good, you know. And you have the Oscar in common and that she was the one who presented you your Oscar in 1962. Yeah, that, that was uh, a, a small world apartment because, yeah, she, she did that. And, and the fact that we, I got to know her after that was, was great. Great. George Chakiris is on the line with us. George Chakiris, the Academy Award-winning actor known around the world as Bernardo in the Oscar-winning screen version of West Side Story. George shares many stories about his life before, during, and after West Side Story in his memoir, My West Side Story, which is now available through our friends at Lions Press, L-Y-O-N-S, Lions Press. You can find My West Side Story, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. One thing I learned from reading my West Side Story, George, is that I heard a dog barking. Is that your dog? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, she just walked into the room. I have a, I have a greyhound. Okay. She's so beautiful. She just, uh, maybe she was going to take, I'll, I'll just let her know that she's going out soon. No, that, that, <laughs> I, I, you heard her and I didn't. That's amazing. Well, no, I, we, <laughs> we, one of the fun things about many, many times we talk to the guest in their home, in an environment where they're comfortable, and every now and then an animal friend makes, makes a cameo appearance on our show. Yeah, okay. So well, I just, her, her name is Nebula, and I just, uh, I'm just crazy about her. She's, she's so patient, she's so easy to be with, and she's so great to be with. She's great. Yes, well, when, when, when Nebula makes an appearance, I just kind of roll with it, because it's, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. One thing I learned uh, from reading my West Side Story, George, is you played Chopin. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, God, I, I loved doing that so much. You know, the way that happened was, I, first of all, the, 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 I, that was for, for the BBC with a wonderful, Rosemary Harris, uh, incredible actress, played the French novelist Georges Sands. And I accidentally met uh, the producer of that series. I was work, working in London on something, and I had the chance to meet him socially and and uh, we, at, at a party people were just chit ch- uh, chatting and he he mentioned uh, the fact that he was doing that series it, it was originally going to be Anne Bancroft but it turned out to be Rosemary Harris and he, he he mentioned it to me he said you might be good for the Italian doctor <laughs> and I said well that's not I don't know what I said but and I met him that one time only and I think that was like a November of that year of 73. Uh, no Trust Woman was done in 74. Mm-hmm. But in, so I went home November to whenever it was. And in January, the following year, 1974, his name was Peter Rogers. Mm-hmm. And he called me and he said, we are going ahead with the series and we would like you to play Frederick Chopin. I was floored that this man would have the imagination to even think of me playing that role. I, I, was, I loved it. And again, uh, uh, talking about someone's imagination, Jerry Robbins, on this particular man, Peter Rogers, I've always been really so struck 
by uh, the almost rare people who have an extra uh, level of imagination. Um, and I, I, I loved working on that series uh, with Rosemary and for Peter Rogers, and I, I was okay in it. You know, it was, he wasn't wrong to cast me. I'm, I'm happy to say <laughs> I'm such a second of, you know, I don't say that very often, but, but, but he, he, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> when you play a real person, whether it's Chopin or whoever the person who actually existed happens to be, do you approach it? differently than you would if you're playing a fictitious character George or or do you approach it how do you how did you approach playing Chopin well with a fictitious character your imagination can take you and you're, you're working on that role can take you in different directions but but one of the things that once once I knew that I was going to be playing Frederick Chopin I went to the library at UCLA and got books on him to learn something about him that's the great thing about playing a real person because you can do research and find out who they were, what their life was like, their relationships, their music, all kinds of things that, that really helps you uh, to, to portray them. And also, there's, I think there's a, a different kind of responsibility when you're portraying a real person. You have a, re a really obligation to, to do the research and to, and to portray them as honestly as, as you can because everybody George Shakiris is among the many celebrities who are scheduled to appear at the inaugural Celebrity Authors Forum at the Hollywood Museum on Saturday, December 11th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information, thehollywoodmuseum.com. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more, George. We come back on TV Confidential. Ruta Lee, George Shakiris, Dee Wallace, Anson Williams, Joyce Boulevant, and many other celebrities are scheduled to participate in a special Celebrity Authors Forum, which will take place at the Hollywood Museum on Saturday, December 11th at 11 a.m. The museum recently upgraded its ventilation and filtration system. Masks, however, are still required at this time. For tickets and more information, thehollywoodmuseum.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.